G'day community and welcome to the John Reynolds Supercoach Podcast. I'm Lechdog. I'm joined by my two best friends in the whole wide world. It's Patch from wherever you are, Patch. Yeah, from the other side of the river that is now covered in crocodiles and the bridges have been burnt and blown out and there are just just posts along along that river to keep all of you disease-riddled Victorians out. Uh, how are you, Lechdog? You're not I got any coughs? I just got to pull you up. Yeah. I just got to pull you up. I don't like you referring to me as a Victorian when you yourself are from Victoria. That really upsets me. I It, it, it upset me too, um, to be honest. But it's I've got to... I'm, I'm doing what I have to to survive, <laughs> to not get thrown across that river in a trebuchet, really... I just, it's, I've got to just, I'm behind enemy lines, Slate Dog. It's what you got to do, really. Sacrifices have to be made in order to, to survive. Well, it's not a sacrifice I'm willing to make. But let's talk about borders and closing and opening. And I think Damo's doing all right because they've got crowds at the footy soon. And Damo, over in WA, how are things, you beautiful human? I'm bloody fantastic. That's great. I'm very excited to talk Supercoach. I've got two things to shout out first, guys. Well, three, actually, because the first is Telebeats. Thanks for the music. We love you. Go and find uh, Telebeats on on Instagram. Let us know what he's up to. We miss the bastard. All right, the second thing, and I wanted to call this out before, uh, Bredis from Supercoach Elites, I don't know if people know him, but on Twitter, Bredis from Supercoach Elites has ruined every single player I've wanted to bring in this year, and he's decided he's bringing in Elliot Yo, so thank you for ruining him for us. No one select Elliot Yo. We'll talk about him more, but this is what I wanted to start on. This is what I want to start on. Ben Stratton, everyone. Ben Stratton on the Supercoach website. He currently has the flaming emoticon next to his name. He's averaging well above his season average with a three-round average of 39, which I'll admit is not great. But at $197,000, averaging 39 points, I mean, he's basically a rookie. Jump on. He's going to play every week. That'll solve all our backline issues by scoring 22 points a week, you prick. I don't have him. It just upsets me that he's in the game. And then he's got a fire emoticon next to his bloody name patch. He's scoring 39 points a week over the last three games. He shouldn't even be eligible for selection. Lek, Lek, Lek. Does he have the fire emoticon or have you set him on fire? I might have taken a leaf out of Patch's book and lit that pinching bastard on fire. <laughs> but hopefully he's doing all right in the hubs or wherever it is that Hawthorne are playing. Anyway... We probably don't need to put... I know it's probably automatically generated, but I reckon there should be a manual override for when Ben Stratton's getting the fire emoji with an average of 39. Is that one one point per pinch? Is that how that works out? Roughly one point per pitch. His PPP is quite good. Point per pinch. Uh, good Lord. What, what are... I guess I'm just taking out my anger at the round. Because I mean, it was a rough round. It was a rough round. It's, I mean, just, it's been a rough couple of days, to be honest with you. We, we touched on the border closures. A whole bunch of people in Victoria have gone into lockdown. And if you're one of them, throwing our virtual arms around you because it's a rough old time. And then you'd get to the, the old Supercoach sports ball thing. Good Lord. Good <laughs> Lord. 
Um, Bailey Smith got knocked out. A lot of players just scored really, really badly. Um, Dan Houston, the week, you know, in a couple of weeks after everyone traded him out, played really well. Matt Rowe got injured. What's the point anymore? I came 101st in the round. And if that doesn't tell you everything is truly cooked, then I don't know what will. I couldn't field a full 22, which was fun. First time that's happened in maybe, maybe five years. Like, you can normally kind of get at least your 22 on field. Damo, did you get 19 on the field in the end? I ended up with 20 on the field. And well done. I also, I even, I outscored some teams that had 22 players on the field. And I could have scored more than what I scored. But I decided that Brett Bewley was going to score more than Curtis Taylor. And I shot myself in the foot. Well, but thank you for giving us Curtis Taylor's points. Look, it's it's a crazy old year. It's a rough old round. Dylan Shields averaging 124 somehow, despite having scored two scores of like uh, an 81 and a 96. Uh, Harry Perryman is one of the top scoring midfielders this year, averaging 109 super coach points. He's had scores of 63 and 66 in his five games, still averaging 109. So this year, I don't really count. So before we even talk about specifics, guys, my advice to anyone listening is if you've got an idea for your trades this week, just do it. Don't ask anyone. Just do it because it doesn't matter. Seemingly, down is up. Up is down. Shit is good. Good is shit. Pick whoever you want. It doesn't matter. It's 2020, baby. It's just bonkers. You look at the top 11 scorers for Supercoach this year, just overall, um, four of those players have less than... Uh, sorry, five of those players, because I'm bad at maths, have less than 3% ownership. Um, then you've got Todd Goldstein on top of that with 5.2. No one has the good players. No, it's, it's bonkers. It is bonkers. But let's let's start somewhere. Everyone does have, or should have had, really, Matt Rowell. He's done his shoulder. Not entirely sure at time of recording how bad it is and how long he'll be out for, but I think it's safe to say that we will need to move him on this week. Damo, what are you looking to do with Matt Rowell? Let's just try and tackle, let's try and break it all down, go into compartmentalising all of the things that are wrong with Supercoach, and then three hours later we might have some solutions. But Matt Rowell, we'll start with him. What are you doing, Damo? What am I doing with Matt Rowell? I am coupling him up with Steel Sidebottom, who I well and truly broke after bringing him in. Um, oh and boy, did you. I'm going to bring in two 600k or thereabouts players. Lovely, lovely. Is um, Lechdog, what are you doing with Matt Rowell? Oh, pen, pending the rest of my team pulling their fingers out, uh, maybe nothing. Him not playing is not the worst thing. I can hold him for a week. But let's say everything works out and I do have a full 22 this week. Yeah. There's a few cheapies. Everyone's talking about Elliot Yo, which is effectively a sideways trade. There's a couple of like 300k players that have even piqued my interest. So I'm sure, yeah, my, my plan is to just get 22 players on the field. Yeah, and it's kind of just carnage all around on that front. Where uh, that, So there are a few rookies around. Should we try pick up them? Should we try and focus on trading out your Vineys and your your, your Browns and your, your players that aren't performing well? Do we need to target players like Jai Simkin and, and Jordan Ridley before they get out of reach? Do we need to get rid of the wonderful Mark Pitonet before he starts bleeding cash? What What the hell is a priority this week? What is going on? How do we do the thing? Yeah, well, I think we should start with uh, Pitnet, actually, because I think he's still got some cash to generate. 
there's a there's an opportunity to run him for another week, see how he goes. You know, I think his break evens in the eighties. I'm just going to pull him up on this old computer. Seventy six. So yeah, yeah, his break even is seventy six. Look, he's likely he's going to hit that against uh, Timmy English. Um, so we can wait on him for another week, get his point in the bank, have him on field, let him generate a little bit more cash. If he goes huge again with one of these 130s, then there's plenty more cash to come out of him. So just sit on him for a week. Look to potentially start upgrading him next week to a Gorn or a Goldie. Their prices are going to increase, but probably not as quickly as his. So I think you can sit on him for a week. Patch, you mentioned getting rookies in. I think getting some bank into your... Um, into your accounts is a good thing to do. So there are a few rookies we can look at this year. Um, and you mentioned many other names that I don't remember. There were too many names. Too many things went wrong. Damo, do you remember any, remember any of those names? I've pretty much forgotten all of the things I've just said. Uh, Jai Simpkins sort of fallen back with the pack. He's not dominating like he was. Probably um, That probably couples up with North Melbourne losing a few games in a row. Jordan Ridley, um, he looks very good, but we have to ask ourselves: Is he scoring above his, uh, abo- sort of above himself at the moment? Um, at the moment, you couldn't say yes or no, but he looked very good on the weekend. And like you said, with the rookies, I think the only real rookie that we could probably look at this week with any great job security is Jake Arts, who debuted for the mm. Tigers and scored a seventy-nine. Uh, 76 demo love you though um, break even negative 27 expected to jump about 45k this week I think he's the probably the first rookie I'd be looking at this week as well Richmond have kind of indicated they're gonna they want to play well they're gonna play the guys that they took up with them um, into the hubs and he was one of them and you know they're gonna be missing some key personnel from that uh, who didn't travel with them so yeah I think he's a solid selection. Um, and Damo on Jordan Ridley as well. I made the decision not to pick, though, despite having every intention of trading him in on Thursday night or Friday night, whenever we spoke patch. I chose not to. I've been punished for it. Um, but his break even still 11, so you can get a couple. Like, he's still going to be making cash for the next couple of weeks. Is he a keeper, Patch? Well, this is tying into a conversation I do want to have on the pod this week. In terms of what what are, what are we aiming for this year? Like, what constitutes a keeper? If you bring in Ridley, say he averages 100 for the rest of the year, that would be a keeper in any given year. If he averages 90 from here on out, that's quite good for a defender to put you generally about sort of 10th or 8th, um, maybe, you know, between sort of 8th and 12th, um, which is okay, but not quite what you want. But in this shortened, chaotic, stupid season where players are getting injured left, right and centre, you know, the COVID tests and people being knocked out for all sorts of just bonkers reasons, players playing in hubs, like the turnover has been ridiculous. We've been trading out premiums basically every week. There's been one, you know, key premium that has gone down every week. So we don't have a lot of time or a lot of trades, or a lot of luxury with bringing in you know, like the, the top six, the top eight defenders getting, you know, six of those top eight in. So will we have to settle for Ridley? Like if we bring in, say, a, you know, like an Elliot Yo, and he finishes like 15th, do you go like, right, we're not going to finish it. So the more cash I can save by going to a Yo instead of like a Mitch Duncan or one of those 600K players, does that then let you upgrade a mid-pricer to like more of a premium? How, where, where are our expectations as to how our finished teams are going to look, because I think Ridley will be a keeper. 
just he'll average 95 so he'll, he'll fit in that that top bit but I think there's there's scope to then look at even if he's not bring him in anyway because he's cheap yeah I'm I'm my focus is bring in uh, as many points onto the field as you can because we don't actually know when the season's going to end ideally it goes all the way through but at this stage I'm looking at my team I've got uh, seven spots that I wouldn't consider keepers, and that's including Mark Pitnett. Um, obviously, we've been hit by a lot of injuries. So that's what, at least... That's 14 trades minimum. A, at least 14 trades. Uh, and How many have you at got? At least seven rounds until full primo. And that's best case scenario, everything going perfectly. That already puts us near the end of the season. So it's just about getting as many points on field as you can. And if you can rely more on a guy like a, a Devin Smith, who's not outputting like a premium at the moment, or a Ridley, or one of these guys um, who I want to talk about later, like even a Jack Stephen, who I think we'll talk about that later. But uh, if you can get one of some of these guys on field over these rookies who are playing their 5th, 6th, 7th, 10th games, um, I think that puts you in good stead to rank pretty well and win your uh, leagues. So yeah, it's just... I'm looking for guys that I could rely on more than I rely on rookies. And Damo, I don't know if your approach is any different. Yeah, I think points on field is the biggest thing that people need to look at because, I mean, I don't know if everyone has seen it, but the team that won, or the team that scored a top score on the weekend, their forward line had Zach Butters in it. And, and I don't know why you would pick Zach Butters, but obviously... It was a good pick because he scored what 109 or whatever it was, and then and had Jack had Martin an, at F, Jack Martin at M five. Yeah, that and, could just be a swing ability thing. Oh, there were three mid, uh, three forwards in his midfield or her <laughs> midfield. It was it was 124 and, from Zach Butters. Sure, he was. And their defense was in any other year would probably be considered incomplete, but they had the likes of Brody Smith at D five. And, I mean, he didn't score all that well, but you'd trust him more than you would a rookie. Yeah, well, I'm, yeah. which is kind of what I'm trying to get at. Do we do we accept guys like Brody Smith and, and Tom Dude or or Ridley as those end-of-year D5s and D6s? Are we going to say, well, yeah, you're just going to have a mid-pricer as the final player in those lines, and then where you can, you do everything you can to save cash? above bringing in the really expensive players? Like, Damo, would you consider bringing in... I know he's, he's a West Coast player and thus you won't touch him, but would you consider bringing in, like, an Elliot Yo instead of a, a Mitch Duncan or one of those 600k players to save that extra 120k that you can then use to upgrade Max King to, say, a Connor Rosie, for example? Not that, you know, withstanding the merits of picking Rosie himself, like, something like that? Would you, would you be more averse to... or more prone to wanting to do that to try and get us close to full premium i like elliot yo elliot yo is a docker supporter so thank you very much elliot yo i don't know why you're playing for west coast um yes i i think it'll be a case of picking players who have a high ceiling um more than players who are consistently scoring high in and it's because Rookies are more likely to average around that 60 and score around that 60, but if you get players in with a high ceiling, then you'll have the odd you'll have the odd week where that player scores 120, but then you'll have the other week that they score 60. And I would say that's more reliable than a rookie just purely because of job security 
and their role in the side isn't going to change all that much, depending on the team, obviously. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we've seen Dan Butler, we spoke about him last week, who has absolutely tore our expectations apart because we thought he was Dan Butler and turns out he's a different Dan Butler. He's the fifth ranked forward for total points. He's still 460k. Jack Martin at 470k is the eighth ranked forward. Um, and, and... I think it's a really good indicator, by the way, is if you go into the Supercoach stats, filter by total points, and then scroll down and find, you know, the top of four games played, the top of five games played. Um, you're going to find some value picks there maybe, and, and it might surprise you. Like, it's surprising that Dan Butler is the fifth best forward this year. It's surprising. Yeah, it's, it's Makes just... me sick as well. <laughs> yeah, there's just so much value out there, and I think this is the year we need to... Yeah, we, we've spoke about it a few times. We need to go for the Dan Butlers. We need to go for those cheap players to make sure we can do as much as we can down the line because players will get injured. We're not going to get to full premium just make as much bank as you can and then maybe you'll be able to jag a you know a, a pit net to goldstein or something along the way you don't know but i would i would be looking at very closely at a at a jack martin at elliot yo Lockie whitfield should be the number one buying option from anyone that doesn't have him um i yeah that's that's my thinking at this stage i think i've just decided no to hell with it i'm not getting the expensive players this year because we just can't we can't do it yeah, it's 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 tough. You've just got to weigh up: is a rookie and Travis Boak worth a Jeremy Cameron and a Devin Smith or something? And often, I think my gut still says go for Boak and a rookie. But my what I'm seeing and what's actually transpiring is no, nah, just get the affordable guys, maximize your points on field, um, focus less on catch generation, which is really surprising because preseason we were all, I was all about. Generate cash as quickly as you can, but I didn't think it was going to come necessarily from these these. So we thought it was going to be the guys who were you know two hundred to three hundred k that are doing it, but it's the guys who are three hundred to four hundred k that are pumping it out. It's just it's crazy. It's a crazy year. I don't know what's going on. It's bonkers. Are there Speak. any rookies we can look at this week? Uh, Jake Arts. We already spoke yep. about him. Uh, Harry Jones had a very good debut for Hawthorne. Uh, he only scored the 56 points, but went at 100% efficiency. I like think, that. I think those were the main two. Hopefully, this week we see Marlon Pickett return, um, and we might even see Harley Bennell return, <laughs> and fingers crossed, John Noble returns. Mm. Will Hamill and Jack Marnie are both in that 140, 145k area. They've both played... You know, they both had some price rises in them, but both of them look quite good from the, the few bits of them that I've seen. Jermaine Jones at 160K as well also has one price rise in him. Looked like he did a hammy over the weekend, so make sure you monitor that. But there are a few of them that are still He's seeing gone. that one. Sorry? Jermaine Jones is gone. He's ruled out for about four weeks. Okay, He's never dead. mind. Scratch that. But there are, there are still a few sort of 140K players that you could have a gander at. Looked better for the Blues. 59 on the weekend. Applied 20 pressure acts. Not that that's getting you super coach points, but he's in and amongst it. I feel like, yeah, Arts is probably the, the top of that list. If you... So let's say that you you don't have the, the injury issues of, you know, needing to get rid of of an underperforming Jack Viney, who I think you, you probably need to flick this week or, or anything like that. If you've got... 
you know, looking at some of the rookies in a lot of these teams, um, do we need to look at, at getting rid of and saying farewell to the Connor Buttericks and the Tyler Browns of the world um, simply because they've they've done their job and we need to, to make that cash and just make the most of it? Or do you think that we need to sort of be looking other where, other where, other where? Words. How good are words, guys? The best. <laughs> Do we need to be? Do we, uh, do we need to be taking the the cows out to the back paddock and just just giving them one of these ones? I don't know what one of these ones is, and I don't know what action you're doing. It looks weird to me. Uh, on a Butterick is a sell. Brown is a sell. I, to be honest, you could sell any of your rookies this week, and I wouldn't blink an eye, um, with the exception maybe of Curtis Taylor, whose break even is now down to zero. Uh, even Max King, he's break-evens back down to 12, but he's just as likely to score 12 uh, next week. Um, there's no holding back. If you need cash, cull whichever rookies you have, is is my opinion. Can we talk about some good news, guys? Please, God, yeah, yes. Go yes. Andrew Brayshaw scored 144 on the weekend because he actually stayed on the ground, Justin Longmuir. I thought you were going to bring up good news. It's good news. <laughs> Brayshaw break, my team. Brayshaw breakout. Went at 1.9 points per minute because he stayed on That's the ground. Huge. Now, that just is a lot of points per it minute. It is, but also now, ju- I thought your argument was that his points per minute would stay the same. Now, yeah. Like, come on, Damo. Like, how do you expect us to believe you when, when even when you're right, you're still twisting the facts? Like, come on, man. Come on. We can clearly just put this down to Nat Fife being out. Clearly. That may be the case, but Justin Longbeer, if you're listening to this podcast and I'm going to send it to you because you've got a Twitter, so I'm going to link it to you, play Andrew Brayshaw on field for more than 60% of game time, please. Thank you. Please. Well, I don't remember what ludicrous bets we made, but I certainly hope he doesn't play on the field. The monkey's paw just curled and he will get 100% game time in the Darcy Parish zone, which is what I've renamed the forward pocket. If we rewind back to what the bet was, the bet was Andrew Brayshaw had to be averaging 90 plus by mid-season. Didn't we specify <laughs> by the buys, which no longer exist and thus would get us out of this mess? Yeah, yeah, but the buys were the buys are usually mid season. Yes, I know. I'm just trying to wriggle out of it because he's now averaging above ninety. Exactly. What, what's mid season? Is next week do or die? How far into the season are we? What's half of seventeen? Eight and a half. So he's got three weeks to keep his average above ninety. You know what to do, Justin. Come on, do it for us. You know you want to. You want to hear Damo sing on the podcast? We know you do. Moving right along, folks, oh, we got some injury news. It sounds like Nat Fife might be playing next round, uh, which would be crazy to me, but I'd love to see it because I couldn't trade him because my team's garbage. Uh, so for everyone who held him, good news. Sounds like he's close. If not next week, we definitely know he's going to play the week after. Okay. That was sort of always indicated. And for everyone um, that and traded Bailey him, Smith owners. Patch, Bailey Smith owners. Mm. Now, mm. he got hurt. He scored three points. His break-even's up to 171. He's a forward midfielder. He is going to be real cheap real soon. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I am so excited. For non-owners, this is this is just an early Christmas present. 
Um, for people that, you know, the few people that did have him, I'd, uh, you know, give my biggest condolences because it's just it's a rough time because he was an Uberpod and doing really well. Um, but everyone should be looking to jump on board after they get Lockie Whitfield this week. Uh, look to get Bailey Smith either next week or the week after um, because yeah. old boy can play. And he's definitely play. a hold. Yes, it, it, you know, assuming he does miss, but I think the dogs have the Sunday game. He'd be a chance to get up for that. Um, yeah, I, I would be holding. Uh, would you, yeah, would, would, so you're looking at him, like you're not looking at, say, a, a Jack Stephen that you've bought up earlier and I'm not going to let you slip away from? <laughs> I do say some, I, kids say the darndest things. Uh, yeah, I did, I did mention him, didn't I? Now, here's the thought process. Here's the mm, thought process. This will be, be good. Pre-season, I didn't like him at 360k. Thought he was too expensive. Seasons progressed. He's played two games. He was awful in them. He looked like he could barely run up the field. But Sco- scored twenty, scored thirty six. That was with sleeves, mind you, in sleeves. Yeah. So he actually he actually scored a, a negative fourteen in that game because sleeves do give you a fifty point head start. But on the weekend against Gold Coast, he pumped out a ninety five. I'm not going to sit here and say I'm confident exactly how he did do that with his seventeen touches. But he did do it, and he's $300,000, and we talked before about the need to find value when it is. 300k, you can downgrade a rookie to him. He Is it something worth considering, Patch? No. No? No. I'm, it's Maybe it's worth considering. I wouldn't be going at Jack Stephen just simply because I like players that don't score 20s and 30s. Um like, I know he'll be better for the run. I know he kind of needed to work into it. But 95 against Gold Coast after a 20 and a 36 is not filling me with a great deal of confidence. And I would probably rather keep Curtis Taylor in my team than just pay the 30k to upgrade to Jack Stephen because he's averaging 50.3 and Curtis Taylor's averaging 71.6. All about the value, but there's got to be value. And Jack Stephen is probably, you're paying too much for Jack Stephen at that price. Like, give me Ben Stratton, better value. <laughs> Ben Stratton at 196k or whatever he's at. Damo, do you think I'm insane? I'm not saying I'm going to trade him, but I'm saying for the cost of one of your 600k players, I could get Tom Duday and Jack Stephen, which when you say it out loud, not great. I I think I'm with Patch. I, think, um, I don't think Jack Stephen is the answer, but... I'm sort of getting splinters here because I'm sitting on the fence because, like we said, is it we probably want the points on fields more than the more than the cash generation side of things. I mean, it'd be nice to have a balance, but Jack Stephen is more likely to get picked and hold his spot. Although I don't trust Chris Scott at all. Um, yeah, he's more likely to hold his spot and not get axed out of the middle of nowhere than a rookie is. So but, maybe he's more reliable. I mean, he might get picked more, but that just means his price will drop more when he scores badly. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. I, he can't possibly keep putting up Ben Stratton numbers. Uh, can't he? Can't he? <laughs> I mean... I don't know. It's, it's 2020, Lechdog. Anything could happen, really. Anything. I mean, anything could happen. He could average 160 from here on out. Who am I to know? If he harnesses the power of sleeves, then God knows what could happen. But 
by the same token, Lockie Neal could average three for the rest of the season after you know having 100% game time every game since the, to the end of the year. Who knows? Who knows what's going on? It's baffling. Well, one of his teammates that I do like, because I guess we're just rambling here at this point, talking about players worth considering that are kind of value this year. And then I t- spoke to about you about him last week, Patch, on the phone, on our midnight phone calls. Brandon Parfit, his t- a teammate of Jack Stephen, 470k, averaging 105 this year, has played just the three games and is only in 1.5% of teams. But he's someone I'd be looking at as a bit of a forward, um, who's a forward mid, but a forward podish option, 114, 104, 98. He's one of these guys that's value. He's in the best 22. He is putting up numbers at this stage. He's got a super coach friendly role at the moment. I think he's one of the guys that we can um, take a look at if you don't like Jack Stephen. Of course, he's 170k more expensive. Yeah, and I, I much like, much prefer a, um, a Brandon Parfit. Parfit, as BT would call him, over a Jack Stephen. I just feel like he's got more upside, more potential. Um, yeah, as you said, averaging 105, been pretty good in the last little while. Um, yeah, is is very good at the things, very good at football. I kind of want to talk about the backline very briefly. I know it was covered last week a lot um, with Howell being out, and that was sort of the trade people were looking for. Um, does uh, surely Nick Haynes is now locked away as that as that topish defender, um, you know, top four defender? Is there any reason why people shouldn't be looking at him? And then also Braden Maynard. Is he going to keep doing that for the rest of the season? Damo, what are your opinions on those two human beings? I love Nick Haynes. I brought him in. He was my Howe replacement. Um, he did his job and looks very, very good. I, he's definitely going to be top four. I don't know if he's going to be top defender. I think Sam Doherty has those uh, has that locked in at the moment. Um, but yeah, I mean, I like, I like Nick Haynes um, and Braden Maynard. He's going pretty well at the moment. I don't know if he keeps it up, just because Collingwood seemed to be falling apart just about everywhere. And, uh, yeah. Mm, Callum Mills also averaging 101 over his last mm-hmm. three mm-hmm. as well. Uh, 476k, a little bit more value, but you'd probably rather just go to Ridley at that stage. Yeah, Maybe, I don't know, if you like a pot at 1.7%, just 2,900 owners, Mills could be the buy for you. But yeah, I think down back, if you if you're targeting anyone this week, it'd be Nick Haynes um, down there as that or, Uber or Premier. I know we've spoken about value, but he's just so very good. And if you've got yeah, Ridley... I certainly regret uh, had the opportunity to jump on both him and Maynard um, when Howe went down. Didn't do that. Regretting it hurts the soul. So many regrets. Um, all right, well, but you got to yolo it, don't you? you got to yo before you can low, as one wise man once said. We'll very quickly talk about some midfield primos because there'll be some people out there that are desperate just to get as much, as, as many points into that midfield as possible. Obviously, if you don't have Lockie Neal and you've got the cash to get up to him, go to him. But there are a few very pottish options around that price. Uh, sorry, not around that price, that are kind of in that, that five, five to 600K bracket. I want you to alter... I want the two of you to talk about the merits of Dylan Shield, Travis Spoke, Adam Trelaw, and Mitch Duncan. I know Duncan was spoken about last week on the pod, but uh, those four are all the the top averaging midfielders kicking around. I'll give the you spot. one line on each, and Damo can actually input smartly. Boke, Lock, 
throw it away. Duncan, consistent as all hell. Lock. Trelaw, looked amazing. Lock him in. Shield, garbage. Don't fall into the trap. Demo? When I say he's garbage, he's scored... He's averaging, what, like 100 billion, 124? But he has had two scores below 100. So that's why I say he's garbage. 50% of his scores have been below 100. That is, that is true. You can't you can't argue with them facts. Um, I, I will say that, yeah, he's, he's looking... Well, yeah, on, on the weekend looked very good as that key midfielder with Merritt and Heppel out. Merritt obviously back next week, but Heppel's still gone for a bit longer. Maybe there's Maybe there's merit to bringing him in but yeah i would be going with the other three damo do you, what are your thoughts on on midfielders pat you're off the podcast for that pun right there um <laughs> i i agree with what lex said i probably wouldn't trust dylan shield at this stage especially given the personnel that's missing from that Essendon midfield um, but who knows when they return, apart from Zach Merritt, who is just serving his suspension. His thuggish suspension. I, I, lo- I, think, Tra- I think Travis Boak is, um, is a really good option. I also really like the look of Mitch Duncan, and I have forgotten the other person that we talked about. Adam Trelaw played his first game for 119 on the weekend. Uh, we'll see. We'll, we will see, I guess. Um I guess my issue, and Dylan Shield's going at 2.1 points per minute, which is huge. It's only a 50k, some, even less, to get to Duncan. Difference to get to a guy who does it year in, year out. Whereas Shield, he does this, he has flashes where he really over-delivers and then he drops back to sort of that still good premium, but not that upper echelon. So if, if, you, if his price was a tiny bit cheaper, if you jumped on him at the start of the season, well done to you, but I think... At five sixty six k, if I, I'd rather spend an extra forty k or less than that thirty four k and get uh, Mitch Duncan myself. Yeah, just a quick shout out to Jared Berry, averaging one hundred and thirty two over his last three. Wouldn't bring him in, but just shout out to him because he's a he's a fun player and we all like him here on the pod. Yeah, and I, his name's been floating around in the uh, in the comments on the website, so it's good to see him getting recognised. Gentlemen, do we have anything else that desperately needs addressing? I feel like I've forgotten everything about this round already. I'm just trying to... Even though I did well, I'm trying to repress it from my mind because of the collective carnage we all went through. No, just lots of injuries. I think we should point out, Damo, that you had still side bottom and then he got suspended. I think we should point that out again. Yeah, I well and truly broke him. Did you bring in Batchahooli as well? Now that he's... No. He's staying home? Who else have, who no. else have you broken... To be honest, I have been fairly spared when it comes to breaking players, but I think I, it's like obviously the Supercoach gods just looked down on me and said, "You've had far too good of a run. We're going to break Steel Sidebottom for you." <laughs> and didn't you? And didn't oh, you? Yeah. I, he broke well and truly. He got debored and then he got suspended because he. Went walking around Williamstown in his boxes. And, well, according to Eddie, we've all been there. Yeah, we have all been there, and I don't want to talk about details about this player. But if your player's in trouble, let's talk about him. Eddie, you're a dickhead. Um, 
David Mundy was flagged as well uh, on the website, on Twitter. I think Kev traded him in, didn't he, Damo? Clarky was Clarky. Clarky, Clarky oh wants God, to bring Clarky. him in. So he scored a 121 on the weekend without Fife. But, you know, hey, if you think Clarky's smart, follow his lead. Trade him David Mundy. It's 2020, baby. What's the worst that could happen? Don't answer that question. All right, Lek. All right, Patch. I think we are done. I think we are done for the night. Um, we've talked about a lot. We've talked about the injuries. We've talked about our sadness over the weekend at our team's performance. But I think we are ready to wrap this up for this week. Anything you would like to add, uh, Patch? Um, not particularly. Just, yeah, as, as we've said, kind of just throw your intuition to the wind this year. Just do whatever you want, I guess. Um, great to make us sound like a relevant podcast that can give helpful advice that's not just eh, eh. but um yeah if you're in lockdown as well if you're, you're in one of those melbourne suburbs affected or if you're in the the apartment building it's just yeah big big shout out to you you can yeah it's a rough old time but we're all here thinking about you know, you're doing the thing um stay strong community also to matt rail please get well soon please god my draft teams need you and Lek, anything you'd like to add? Uh, yeah, just jump on Twitch, search Lek Dog Games. Uh, you'll find the account there. Give it a follow because we've been going live on Thursday and or Fridays, pending whether I can be bothered. I'd like to do it more. Get some more followers. Let's do it more. Let's do some Q&As. Let's do all that sort of shit. Uh, yeah, follow Lek Dog Games at Twitch. We love you. And I echo Patch's sentiments. If you're affected, shout out. Um, you know, we're always happy to chat. And you, Damo, anything for you, you beautiful, scrumptious human being? I want to echo everything all of you have just said, but I also want to say uh, there will be a captain's article this week. Hooray! We did miss it. We did miss it. Wonderful. Stay strong, community. We love you all.